0: Hello, everyone. Welcome again to the Futurist Podcast, the Diary of the African Hub Manager. And today I'm hosting my lovely sister, Sheila Bilgen. So it's very funny, actually. I just told her that uh, she has a European name. And she said, I just need to pronounce it exactly in Kiswahili." <laughs> so it's kind of fascinating to be in a discussion with her. Sheila has done a lot of work. Uh, to support innovators, entrepreneurs, and to build the ecosystem in Africa. She has worked with some of the most reputed innovation hubs across the continent. And today your host, Juman Tambarike, uh, the hub manager himself, is talking to this lovely lady and amazing superwoman on what it takes to be an innovation hub manager in Africa, but also to build a strong African innovation ecosystem. Welcome Sheila to the discussion, and can you please um, introduce yourself for those who don't know you?
1: Uh, Thank you so much Jumane for hosting me, and congratulations on this wonderful podcast that I think is useful, especially for hub managers across the continent, so uh, kudos for that. Um, I consider myself a Pan-African ecosystem builder or convener, I strongly believe in uh, growing innovation communities. I have worked with um, i have worked with MLAB East Africa, I've worked with uh, a number of innovation hubs across the, the continent either in collaboration or partnerships. So I really consider myself um, community convener or a Pan-African ecosystem uh, builder or supporter, whichever way you can look at that. That's how I would describe myself thank you
0: yeah so uh, just to start uh, for those who understand who you managing, I know end of your career can you clarify who is this person and what does this person do
1: okay so a um, hub manager really is a I would say you are a community builder because your your work focuses around building uh, a network or a social capital for the community that you support okay there's the operational side of it which is like any other business you have to to know what your model is figure it out Um, um, you know there's also the admin part Uh, you have to also know a bit of uh, program management and design so there are a number of skills you have to have But over and above that, you have to just, at the core of what a hub manager does is, you have to bring people together. So it could be the startups you're working with or innovators you're working with, entrepreneurs, governments, development organizations, corporates, whoever it is, you have to bring them together for a common good of either supporting businesses that are growing or skills or um, catalyzing innovation in general in your area, in your country, across the, the continent. It's, uh, I, I would describe a hub manager as a, a convener. That's how I would describe
0: that, yeah. Thank you so much. And um, so the reason we have this title, the Innovation Hub Manager, is because of the Innovation Hubs. And for years, um, now, past 10 years, Innovation Hubs have been strategic position to support the innovation ecosystem in Africa. Do you think the role of the Innovation Hub 10 years ago and the role of Innovation Hub's currently is still the same in terms of uh, building and supporting the innovation ecosystem in
1: Africa? Uh, Yes, at the core of it, it's still the same. It's just that now it's slightly more clear because when we were starting 10, 11 years ago, uh, it wasn't really clear what like we were learning a lot of the things as we go. Um, You know, you start with a community where I just provide space, for instance, and then you discover, oh, these people have needs. Um, They want, you know, to fundraise, they want to hire, they want, you know, uh, opportunities to showcase their products. And so you learn all those things as you go along. But now I feel like the the roles and responsibilities are slightly clearer, so it's, it's easier now. There are also a lot of resources now, especially in the continent, because the models that we were using at the time were not um, like we really didn't have anything in the in the continent at the at the time that was doing uh, uh, what hubs do now. So I feel like it hasn't really changed much. Um, it's just that now we have um, a larger you know, uh, I think community to plug to plug into. We understand the role slightly more. Uh, we have grown networks around ourselves, so it's easier to also support uh, those around us or uh, the communities that we serve. But at the core of what innovation hub managers used to do in the past and now it hasn't changed. It's still to bring people together for that common good uh whichever it is that you're serving your your community for
0: great so um you know what i've realized the difference between the african innovation ecosystem and other mature innovation ecosystems um universities and academic institutions play a very uh, crucial role Um, you can take an example of uh, stanford and what influencing the Silicon Valley ecosystem, and you can take Aalto University in Finland and what it does to the Helsinki startup ecosystem. Uh, What do you see is the role of uh, African academic institutions, when it comes to engaging with local innovation hubs to build that pipeline of innovative business models so that you can be able to replicate the effect of what is coming out of the innovation hub. How are you envisioning if you are to come up with an approach and say this is an approach I think should work? or if there's any lesson learned during your time on how you engage in university, what are the best ways if someone is listening out there to uh, bring hubs and university to collaborate for, for, for better impact? What are the lessons from Kenya? Uh,
1: I feel university can be a really good pipeline for innovation in general. There's opportunity for commercialization of research, for instance. There's opportunity for uh, research and development for newer products uh, and at a much faster rate so assuming universities were well equipped especially with the um, uh, the manufacturer inside then they would really support innovation plans i think also just helping with the uh, uh documenting and this is something we did not do a lot of especially when we were starting documenting the the processes that the innovation hubs use, uh, using that as case studies for upcoming innovation hubs and and uh, and communities that would want to grow on on top of that. So, um, I feel universities in general, or academic uh, institution in general, have a big role to play uh, in supporting the innovation hubs in in the in the continent. But over and above that, I think creating. Uh, a pipeline of innovators who they not necessarily have to be students there, but that can plug into the resources that universities and, and academic institutions have. So I feel there needs to be more collaboration from both industry and the uh, uh, the innovation industry and the academic uh, institutions so that whatever is coming out of the institution can easily be commercialized, for instance, or something that the industry is working on that they feel the institutions could support them is done um, easily. So I feel there's, uh, there's definitely opportunities there, but I don't know if... I don't feel like we've explored um, that side well. There are um, innovation hubs, for instance, that uh, sit within uh, institutions, but some of them they will only support the, or students rather, would, will feel like they, su- they are supported when they're still in the, in the school. So once they graduate, <laughs> it's like they stop becoming innovators at that point. So I think it has to go beyond just, yeah, <laughs> it has to go beyond the just when I'm in school, you know. How can I still plug into the universities even after um, I have graduated? Can I still access some of the resources, for instance? In those universities, when I'm when I have left the school, so that I, I feel there's um there's a, there's um, a huge when opportunity. I,
0: when I was in when I was in Nairobi, um, uh, I think this is like seven or eight years ago. Um, actually, I visited University of Nairobi uh, fabrication laboratory, and that is where I learned on how to start. Uh, a, a, a makerspace which I eventually replicated it in Dar es Salaam and I felt um, there was some activity that are happening within the Kenya University ecosystem that can be learned in other ecosystem uh, even the work that's happening at Stratsmo Strathmore, um, can be something that can be learned and replicated. Uh, in, in Tanzania, right now we are seeing more involvement of universities in the, the ecosystem. The University of Dar es Salaam is also actively involved. There are some in-campus hubs and labs. But um, back to you: do you think these hubs and labs and uh, incubators and accelerators within the universities, um, for lack of better word, are doing what they're supposed to do? And if they're not doing it, what do you think is the best way to make them more effective?
1: Um, I think to some extent they are doing it because they're supporting um, students within those institutions who are coming up with uh, innovations to, like, learn different things, to also um, plug into a community of um, like-minded people, innovators who are also working within that space. I think that makes a big difference because you can, like it's a knowledge exchange. You can learn from each other, you can support each other. There's that cross-pollination or cross-collaboration um, um, between the innovators themselves. What I feel they need to do is now expose that to the outside. And I'll give uh, credit to a number of, you know, um, innovation hubs within you know universities, especially a few of them in in Kenya, try to do that. You have they have demo days, they have pitch days where they invite uh, people outside of the institution to come and and see um, the innovations that are happening in the in the universities. I was having a number of conversations with uh, some institutions last week, um, and the the biggest challenge they they told me is. They don't have um, one expertise from the industry to like help with especially the business model side. Uh, Secondly, uh, marketing of of this innovation or opportunities to showcase that's beyond just the community that's just locally there, but also um, testing these innovations in the market with consumers or users and ultimately you see if you're not growing that side you're really it's really difficult for you to grow a business beyond that if you don't even know if the users would use something like that so i think Mm -hmm. to a larger part they are but i feel they they need um that industry um how would i call it i don't know if it's industry exposure or industry involvement in in this uh in in the innovations that are happening in in the universities if we could get, you know, like, like you, you said in the introduction, um, a vibrant ecosystem like what happens in, for instance, Silicon Valley, plugging into the universities and institutions that are there, and then it grows the, the ecosystem beyond just the u- universities or the institutions, then that would, would really, um, I think it would change a lot. Um, I mean, employment rate, you know, in, across the continent is quite high. And uh, that will keep increasing because we are getting a lot of uh, um, students who are graduating from universities and opportunities in the market are still low. So how can we try and, and and support these innovations that are coming from the universities to be commercially viable for them to create opportunities, not just for themselves, but also for other um, uh, I think other Africans as well who are graduating with, them in, you know, working with, with these uh, innovations or in their businesses. so, I think... Jumane? Yes, I can hear you, Sheila,
0: continue. Yeah, so... Uh, I can hear you, I can hear you. So, yeah,
1: that's, I think that's the only thing I would say about the universities and the, and innovation coming out of university and what, what, what's needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Let's change gears a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's move to another pillar of ecosystem, which is, uh, is, is, is corporate. I know uh, there's a lot of interesting story between how hubs in Kenya are working with corporates and uh, there's a lot of lessons to learn there. Can you talk a bit about the relationship between Innovation hubs and corporates and what kind of role corporate Africa can play to support the innovation ecosystem?
1: Okay. So, um, corporates are vital in uh, supporting innovation uh, ecosystem because one, they have resources that the industry can uh, or innovation hubs can, can plug into, especially those in technology. We've seen the big organizations, the Googles, the, the Facebooks, the Amazons, giving you know, oracles, giving tools and resources to developers, um, offering developer trainings, and those things are important in, in growing an innovation ecosystem. So, um, one, it's, I think provision of, of such resources is, is important. Two, I think also providing mentorship to young entrepreneurs or or developers coming into into the market because, um, you know, corporates are lucky to have structures. And when you're growing a business, startups especially, you rarely have those structures in-house and you have to build them. And uh, I think I was reading, I don't know if it's... um, Either it's oversubscribed uh, or uh, uh, overstuck. or oh, is it stuck? Something uh, stuck. Uh, I will I will send you the um, the details by uh, one of the co-founders of uh, of uh, Square uh, with uh, with Jack from from Twitter, and he was talking about, you know, you don't really need to reinvent the wheel on things that are already there in the in you know have been happening for hundreds of years. For instance, uh, business processes, uh, if they are there, you can tweak them here and there. But I mean, you don't have to literally start from scratch. And and those are things that corporates have, you know, over the years they've been able to uh, cultivate. But they've also been able to put structures in place that support, you know, doing specific things in in a certain way. And those are things they can share with the startup community to be able to help them also think in that way, uh, especially around uh, processes. Uh, So definitely mentorship. But also, uh, I feel corporates can also provide... uh, 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 I don't know if I'll call it market. Um, Assuming you, you, you as a startup, you get one corporate as a client. That really changes a lot uh, for your for your business. It it, it catapults your business uh, quite fast, and um, they can provide that. I see a lot of uh, corporates, you know, these days, trying to have you know their own innovation hubs within corporates to try and you know catalyze their innovation within uh, their businesses and it's good but i think there are other ways to also do that by collaborating with what is there in the market just provide the challenges for instance that you have internally to the market and then find solution providers who could be startups could be you know individual entrepreneurs or developers who could actually build those things for you so uh, and and that uh I think it first of all incentivizes collaboration between the corporates and uh, and uh, innovation hubs, but secondly, it also allows for rapid. uh, innovation processes because it's not really internal with all the bureaucracies that happen in, in corporates. So it's kind of outsourced uh, rapid uh, innovation or innovation process. So I think they can also provide that. Uh, then I think also corporates, I mean, uh, I've seen a number of them also, you know, providing funding, for instance, to, to innovation hubs. Uh, I think it's something that they should continue to do, especially in supporting things like programs, uh, you know, skills, uh, trainings and and developments. So, yeah, they can also do that. So there's a really good, uh, uh, I mean, way of, uh, first of all, doing innovation within competence. And secondly, ways of working with uh, the hubs uh, to be able to support the hubs, but also to to support corporates in, in their innovation processes. Yeah,
0: great. Um, in your diary, in a, in a very in a, in, a, in a in a very short, very very few minutes, um, do you remember any relationship that was very fruitful between um, a corporate company and iHub or M you, which you thought really added value to? your time there as the, the director.
1: Wow, <laughs> this is putting me on the spotlight because we worked with so many corporates and all of them were really... Busy. Okay, so, so let,
0: let, let's let's not give them a, a, a free promotion. <laughs> so let's do this, uh, let, let's change the gears mm-hmm. a bit. Um, so we have another important player in the ecosystem who is um, development partners. Uh, uh, they are always actively engaged and listen to they've developed a lot of interest with uh, innovation ecosystem, designing innovation challenges, hackathons, uh, innovation events and things like that. What do you think is the best role for DPS to play in the African innovation ecosystem um, so that we can be able to leapfrog to that uh, dream stage which you're all looking into?
1: Uh, well, funding first of all, um, to be able to support, um, you know, the different programs, like you mentioned. Uh, I think also they provide uh, uh, opportunities for uh, innovation hubs to learn from each other. Uh, so, you, I mean, they, they bring most of us, I think even most of us have met uh, because of the development organization who brought us together or took us to um, uh, different uh, conferences or events for learning opportunities um, so th- that is a is a key thing because you you also want to learn from other people in the industry so they play a vital role there um, they also open uh, uh, opportunities for cross-border collaboration or cross-continent collaboration and you can have like large programs across the the continent for instance if it's supported by a big organization, a development organization, because it gives a validation first of all of the of the program, but it also gives backing um, from government, from other development organization, and that is something that is needed by innovation hub. So, yeah, a development organization here, role. Yeah, so there
0: so the was a move. Government um, you know, hubs are quick it's very easy to show that you're getting impact. So there's a move by African government, not you know arms in sub Africa uh, to put different communities, uh and the investment onto the own government. What do you think about this? What do you think is the best way African government system in the continent?
1: I think governments should do what governments are meant to do, and that is to provide good regulatory framework and policies that support innovation. And I think we have moved from um, the model in, of uh, of government where. Policy makers were only, for instance, just working with themselves to create policies. We are moving to a more decentralized um, co-creation of, uh, uh, of policies um, model, where industry is heavily involved in not just drafting of the policies, but also um, supporting in the implementation adequately of this policy, monitoring how the implementation is going, making iterations when it's needed. So I think governments should do that. Provide a good environment for you know for businesses to thrive, for innovation hubs to be able to support uh, you know both in, in 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 skill development within the the continent and. Uh, also uh, uh, entrepreneurs I think um, I really like I really like the Africa free trade agreement um, uh, bit because if it's fully implemented then it opens up a really big opportunity for you know entrepreneurs to scale across the the continent market access you know I mean dealing with 54 different jurisdictions every time you want to scale to a new country another jurisdiction uh, I mean another process another it's process it's, it's quite tiring it's yeah it's quite tiring and expensive so if this can be implemented and and this is a challenge to our governments to look at long term possibilities and and even for instance what has happened in EU and and what that did for businesses and young entrepreneurs who are growing their businesses in that in that area I think it would it would be a really big game changer for African entrepreneurs so I would say please governments um just provide that environment and we will do the rest uh if if the environment is is good enough I think um the the industry will 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 do will do enough I think I would also ask you this, same. What What do you think about this uh, about this topic?
0: You, know, uh, you 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 said it all. I think uh, one of the most important was um, innovations to to encourage. Then needs to be government for that to happen. I don't know, a lot of like data on being uh, a police, but rather a uh, dictator creating platforms, creating engaging collaborations and, and discussions to happen with uh, fixing obstacles that are uh, traditionally designed to pull us back. So I, 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 I really agree with government does what the government is doing and be able to accelerate our ecosystem level. But also in terms of partnerships and other collaboration, because we really want to be a startup which is built in, uh is able to do farming, um, is able to legos, is able to own, um, the best way to do that is, is yeah, let's uh, yeah. take part of the conversation. Yeah. yeah, picture of of the, of the of equity and. and
1: yeah.
0: A very valuable person. really want to. Make it. Mm. So we have this notion, and in that we are going to. Uh huh. After the African. in the kenyan startup ecosystem as an african ecosystem can learn or adapt
1: Mm. well i think our um our government has been just before i answer that i i also forgot to mention one thing about governments governments should also be consumers of local innovation um you cannot support innovation by not consuming innovation. If, for instance, the government is doing e-services e, e services and uh, digitizing stuff, use local talent. Pay pay uh, the SMEs and, and startups on time as a client. So that's uh, one thing I, I didn't want to miss also. They should consume um, local innovation. Um, back to your question, um, I think you know, uh, collaboration has been one of the things that has accelerated um, the innovation ecosystem. When we have, for instance, pitch days, um, you know, you will invite uh, startups and, you know, and entrepreneurs from across the board, and, and the other hubs will also support you, uh, especially now than before. There's very little the, um, uh, competitor mindset in in the ecosystem it's more what can we do together uh, what what else can we do you know things like that which actually helped a lot um i think also just lucky in a way because um i, I mean there are a lot of investors who come into the kenyan ecosystem for instance looking for you know deal pipelines so i think uh that also really helps. Um, secondly, you've noticed our government has a lot of um, interest in the, in the innovation in general, and, and, and especially towards digital. So it helps when, when a government is particularly interested in something that the, the rest of you guys are working on. All, we, all of us in the country have to file our um, taxes, for instance, online we can apply for ID, passport, and everything online. There's a proper e-government service that works. There, okay, there are challenges to that and and a number of, um, you know, uh, uh, even criticism around it because of affordability, for instance, and accessibility, uh, language. There are a number of, of, of factors, but ultimately, um, government being that proactive in ensuring that um, these, uh use of uh, technology and, and digital even within government is important because then it accelerates uh, digital awareness and and um, adoption across the country and that's helpful when you're building a, a business in in the technology space because then it kind of reduces your cost of user training or you know customer uh, uh, training for for products so you know from government side. That's something that I think a lot of African governments should look into because I feel it's really helped in accelerating the digital and innovation space in general. And then from industry, I think more collaboration approach. Um, And I I always say more hubs should be opened. Um, The more hubs uh, you have, the more opportunities you open to more communities in in the country and so that has been growing significantly in Kenya and you'll notice in a number of countries where, um, you know, you see a lot of deals happening, you see a lot Mm -hmm. of, uh, yeah, you'll also notice notice that they also have a lot of hubs. So I think the more, you know, we have these associations, the better because it really Opens more opportunities and, and communities for uh, African uh, entrepreneurs or people in, in the innovation space in general. So I would say that is something to also look look into. And corporates should also support Kenyan, um, especially big corporates um, in uh, from the US who have HQs in in Africa and, and luckily in Kenya, have been very supportive. So that whole ecosystem. Approach to innovation, I think, is is important. So that's something people can, I think, learn from Kenya.
0: Yeah, so I have two more questions, and then we'll wrap up.
1: Okay. Um,
0: the first question is uh, um, the role of energy mm-hmm. on building African because should we? I, I, Enterprise, and and um, last one is kind of controversial. Um, there's a lot of talks around adequate founders coming, lobbying the, lobby. the capitals that are coming. Uh, actually, out of Arabs, I want to hear your opinion. And uh, don't worry, I'll protect you. I'll say uh, you have your own.
1: <laughs> I am not. I am very outspoken about this, even online. I am. I'm am okay with my opinions around it. So, I'll start with the second one, um, and then I think the the first one has a good way to to end the conversation. Um, I think more, in fact, more entrepreneurs, um, foreign, especially even from within the continent should try and explore more markets within the continent. I don't think there's anything wrong with any entrepreneur looking for opportunities anywhere. We are all trying to build businesses and even I, if I notice there are more opportunities in Tanzania, chances are I would also try and explore that market. It's just innately in us as human beings to look for opportunities, right? So in that sense, I have no problem. I think the issue people have is the issue about investment and with this I always say follow the money where is the source of the capital that these foreign entrepreneurs are raising money from? Is it from the continent? Is it from uh, you know uh, investment firms that you know their source of funding is from the continent? No it's not. The source of the funding is mostly from equally foreign in, uh, investment funds, foreign investors, and most of them actually raise from their circles. And you will notice most of the people who raise funds, especially in Kenya, they are white males um, from Ivy League universities and, and, and the likes. And it's the same pattern in the US and, and people don't really discuss that. It's because most of the funds also come from white males from equally privileged uh, backgrounds who also invest in the same patterns across the globe. It's not just in Kenya. And so if most of these entrepreneurs are going to tap into that type of funding, they will still get the same type of response from the same types of investors. So I think we need to grow our local investment muscle in the continent in general for us to be able to make decisions around where funds go because assuming i'm a fund manager and source of my capital uh, is from that same uh, group chances i'll be i'll be asked to do this type of investment so i think we really need to look at the the source of the fatigue uh, as opposed to entrepreneurs because all of us even i for instance, if I'm fundraising, uh, this, the same way this other person is hustling to get money is the same way I am also hustling to try and get this funding. So I don't see any, any problem with them um, exploring opportunities if they see them. But my problem is with, with fund managers and, and where the, the funding is coming from, they have to be a bit more. Aware around diversity and inclusion, especially if you're investing in this continent, you have to be a bit more cognizant of who you're investing in in the continent. And so, my, my take on this is I blame investors and not the entrepreneurs. They are the problem, not the entrepreneurs. And so, unless that changes, we will keep seeing that pattern across the continent. By the way, it's just that because Kenya has a lot of um, startups who are fundraising, that's why you're seeing that. But we will keep seeing the same patterns in, in other markets as they start exploring those opportunities there too.
0: Okay, okay. And for the women-led enterprises and women entrepreneurs?
1: <laughs> oh my God, that one breaks my heart a lot. Um, especially African women um, who are entrepreneurs, they are at the bottom of the, of the tier when it comes to investment, when it comes to support they receive. And it's quite sad because most of the businesses run by these women uh, tend to be more successful than their, their male counterparts. You can look at a number of reports that say that, so.
0: I can actually testify to that.
1: Yeah, it's it's really sad. I don't know. We've been trying to, you know, um, to support women-led businesses, but still the, the challenge is, finding people to support this business has just been very difficult. So I think we have to be a bit more, I don't know if it's aggressive or just try to support that because uh, we are really falling behind on, on, on that front.
0: Thank you so much Sheila, thank you for your time. This has been like super insightful and uh, I've learned a lot from from the conversation. Maybe just to wrap up, do you know the meaning of the word ubunifu? Yes. What does that mean?
1: Ubunifu is uh is it innovating?
0: Yes, innovating. That's such a good uh <laughs> <laughs> <that's very>
1: good. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> oh my god.
0: Hey, you thought coming, you would get from, me, eh? Hey, coming, you coming thought you from, would uh, get me from a from a Sukuma Sukuma Wiki lady, eh? <laughs> 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 that, that is something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it shows we have a lot of uh, Tanzanian friends in the innovation ecosystem. Yes, we believe in um, uh, innovation. And yeah. uh, maybe one last thing: um, a, a, to a young Kenyan in Nairobi right now, and a young African who is hustling to build the startup. What would be your advice? What would be your closing words to them? Because we work to serve them.
1: Um, you cannot grow a business on your own, number one. So you have to grow your social capital before you even look for funding. So network with people, get to know who are the people in this industry you are trying to uh, innovate in, who are the key players in that, map them, understand, okay, uh, who else is doing this? Uh, are there opportunities for us to work together? So build that um, network around you. You cannot build a business on your own. It becomes really difficult. And considering how much of a communal uh, society we are in Africa, um, the more people you know, the better it is for you. They'll open models for you. They'll introduce you to other people. They'll give you feedback. There's a lot of positive things that happen when you grow that secondly don't be afraid to ask for help if you're stuck nothing is people always think oh it's a stupid question there's no stupid question ask for help ask questions ask like just ask 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 ask, ask. you want you know you want um before you build a, a tool ask if, if there's anything like that if there are free tools you can use, especially when you're prototyping so that you don't spend a lot of money for that. So always ask, 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 ask. And lastly, continuously grow and in, in learning. If it's business processes, you're improving them on a constant. If it's your innovation, you have to continuously keep improving. You'll keep seeing even very big apps that we use, you constantly have what? Updates. Why is that? So and they are always iterating to ensure that the customer or the user still gets the best experience and the best um, out of the application that you, you you're building. So never stop learning and, and never stop growing. I think those would be the main things I would say. There are so many other things I can talk about your wow. business model, your customer, but those three, regardless of what it is, I would I would focus on those. That's what I would tell wow. them.
0: Wow, wow. Thank you so much, Sheila, for your time. This is very, very uh, insightful. Um, guys, you can you can you can follow Sheila um, on on Twitter. What's your hand on Twitter, Sheila?
1: Sheila Birgen. S H E I L A H B I R G E N. You can put it just 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 my name, Sheila Birgen at Sheila Birgen on Twitter. On all right. my social um, media actually. Is
0: there any other place where they can access you? Can they read something on Medium or LinkedIn or anything? If they yeah. are not following or...
1: yeah, yeah, they can I'm I'm on all social media, so you can you can access me anywhere. And mm-hmm. especially innovators, if you're building a business, I'm really open to sharing knowledge. I really love to do that. Please reach out to me if you're stuck anywhere and you feel someone can support you in a way in especially knowledge I reach out to me i'm i'm big on on strategy and i love to share on that as well so if you're stuck and you're within this continent i i, I am willing at any time to support
0: great thank you so much sheila and uh, thank you so much our listeners by the way i have a very Uh, good news we are finally available on Apple podcast All the previous episode including this one can be accessed on Apple podcast we are also available on Spotify on Anchor and also we publish this um, on a a Futurist um, Medium page with a summary of the discussion if you want to understand the context of the conversation before listening you can also follow me on Twitter at a Futurist until the next episode Thank you so much. And uh, Sheila, see you next time when I'm in Nairobi.
1: Yeah, see you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.